Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. A fairly familiar verse to many is Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, speaking of the salt. Isn't it a blessing to be visited by pastor in the hospital? Um, Tamara and I uh, had Titus, and he, she, had a, she had a bunch of problems. And our pastor came and visited the hospital when, before she even went into any of the... Before she even went into actual labor. And I know how uh, much of a blessing it is for my pastor to come to me when I was when Tamara and I were there, and uh, I just I think it's it's such a blessing for a pastor to visit his church family in uh, hard times. Um, how many of you ever have been visited by past, by your pastor in the hospital? Yeah, it is it is it is. Uh, it's a breath of fresh air when you see a friend coming down those hallways. And you see your pastor's like, wow, that's awesome. Anyway, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. I, I also want to apologize. I do not have my suit coat. I'm on vacation and uh, I did, left it at home. Didn't expect to be asked to do anything except listen. That's okay. And in case you didn't know, sometimes I joke a lot. Sometimes I joke More than a lot, more than I should. So just please bear with me. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13 says, Ye are the salt of the earth. That's us. We're supposed to be salt in the earth. I'm lost. Where is it? Man, I had it all ready. Maybe it's right here. I was holding it in my hand. Okay, start all over. Matthew 5.13, you're the salt of the earth. Are you salty or not? Um, there, are, there are bumper stickers. I don't know if you have them up here. I assume so, but I don't know anything about Michigan hardly. That say salt life. And uh, they, some of them are about Christianity and some of them are about fishing. And uh, they're both equally good representations of the passion of whoever was driving that car. As Christians um, on the mountaintop with Jesus, Jesus had a command for the people. And he had also a a responsibility, he had a a statement to make, something that would give them a, a specific identity. He said, you are salt. That's, that's who you are. Now, as, as in, in, in all theology, there's, there's this thing that, uh, called an illustration. And there's, there's other things called parables. And when Christ wanted to get his point across, he would use things that he could see, things that they understood, just like you or me. So tonight, I'd like to use the illustration of salt um, because he uses the illustration of salt. It says that we are the salt 
Now, um, there's not a whole lot of salt in the human body. But when he was talking about the fact that they were salt, he was not saying your physical body is salt. He was saying that, you know what, with, with Christ or with the Holy Spirit, with God in, in them, they would be salt to the world. They would become something that the rest of the world could use for their life. Something um, like what I would use in my eggs. I like eggs. How many of you like eggs? I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm a youth pastor, so I need a lot of feedback, okay? I like eggs. Um, I like my eggs with uh, salt and pepper and milk, and I like scrambling them. And I make them for my wife and myself and not Titus yet. Um, but we have that just uh, 95 to 99% of the mornings um, at home. And if I don't have salt in my eggs, they taste like eggs, and I don't like it. <laughs> salt is incredibly, incredibly needed in my house. I use it in the morning. Um, if I have something like chicken, turkey, beef, um, pork, any form of meat, um, mostly any form of... Uh, I have certain noodles that I eat, uh, any form of uh, vegetables, I like salt. Salt needs to be in my food. Salt is something that tastes really, really good. It's something that a lot of people like. How many like salt? How many like to eat it by the rocks? Oh, wow! There's a lady in my church who likes to do that, and she's interesting. But we love her, and uh, she also likes to do that with sugar cubes. Anybody with sugar cubes? That's off topic. Put your hands down. <laughs> Salty or not, that is, that's the question for us as Christians. If we, if we were to examine our lives through the lens of the word, would we see our lives or would God see our lives or what does he see our lives as salty? Does he say, you know what? That is appealing to other people. Everybody's not going to like you. Not everybody likes salt. Some people like that fake artificial stuff. And that doesn't make any sense to me, but they can like it all they want. It's their prerogative. Some of them have to do it because of doctors um, telling them they can't have the high blood pressure or whatever those problems are. But salt is, is, is so wonderful to me. I love salt. Amen. I don't eat salt by the rock, but I eat it in everything that I possibly can. Not my cereal, but they put salt in cereal. I don't understand why they put salt in certain recipes that are supposed to be sweet. Um, and if you are one of those people, I'm going off topic. I'm going back. Christ is the seasoning and he is in us. It says that we are the salt. You know, salt is permanent. How many of you ever have heard the fact that uh, the salt reserves are running out? Okay, how many of you ever have had a salt on your shelf for more than five years? A salt container on your shelf. Okay. Well, I did at home when I didn't cook the food. And it would last 5, 10, 15 years. It was like there my whole life because it was a giant box. And uh, the salt never went bad. We were able to use it. Sometimes it caked a little bit, but it has anti-caking stuff in it now, so it doesn't matter. The salt doesn't lose the saltness. It it just stays salty. Salt is permanent. And uh, Christ wants to indwell in us and work in us and work through us permanently. It says, you are the salt. There are so many different uh, illustrations of salt um, that I could give. But just the illustration of my eggs. Salt is delicious. Salt is incredibly useful. 
But salt is, first of all, it's permanent. It has a permanent shelf life. It does not fade away. Now, if I use it, I put it in something, it's going to be used, but it's going to be recycled later on. It's going to go back, and I'm, not going, to, and I'm going to be able to use it again and again and again. Salt is permanent, and salt also has the perfect fit. Um, because when Christ said that we are the salt, he was giving them an illustration saying, hey, you know what? Your life is salt to the world. People can use it. Everyone can use it. It's perfect for everyone because I am the savior of everyone. Salt has a perfect fit. It fits everybody's need, which is Christ and the gospel and the truth of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word. It's also personal. It's for everybody. Each individual Christian and each individual non-Christian. Another thing I need you to understand is that topical... Salt does not taste nearly as good as if you put it in and mix it in. I think you can figure, I think you have experienced this. When you pour salt on your eggs um, and you're mixing them in, does it taste different than if you pour salt on your eggs only after the fact? If I mix my eggs with salt, I put them in the frying pan, they fry or they scramble or whatever. It's a different flavor than if I take my salt and pour it on top later instead of putting salt in it. Am I right? It's a different flavor. I hope you all know what I'm talking about. It is a different flavor. Like, uh, and you'll get like salt crystals as opposed to nice, even, savory food. You'll get the little granules. Uh, it's only uh, exponentially worse when you buy the wrong granule, wrong uh, uh, we bought coarse salt. You're supposed to buy fine. Trying to pour coarse salt, which is like rocky, into your eggs. It, you have chunks. It's not that great. But salt um, should not be put... It, as a Christian, we, we need it to permeate our lives. Not just sit on top at church. We don't need the appearance that we have salt in us. We need it to be completely in us. Uh, God does not want us to have a, a topical Christianity. He wants us to have it in us. He says, you are the salt. Ye are the salt, plural. Ye are the salt. I don't want the salt to be sprinkled on you on Sunday morning with the preaching. I don't want it to be here and, and there. I want it to be all through you. Ye are the salt. But the salt is not just for the Christian. It's for the entire human race. You're the salt of the earth. It is also, it's presentable to other people. If I have a table set up, and forgive me for moving around. um, If I have a table set up, and it has uh, our meal all here. How many of you ever have been to a table that didn't have salt and pepper on it, and you wanted it because the meat was too dry? All four of you. The rest of you, you should uh, stop lying. Um... (laughs) Sometimes people cook food wrong. There needs to be salt on the table. It fixes the problem. But you know what? As Christians, as Christians, I know you're laughing. I'm trying to get on my other point. As Christians, we need to be able to present the salt to other people and not withhold it and say, you know what? I'll talk to you about it later. After the meal doesn't help. No one wants to chew the salt. Except for the lady in my church. You don't, no one, not, it's not like a common thing to chew salt after a meal. A horse likes to lick it, 
That's not pleasant to me. It burns the tongue. But we need to be able to present the, the word of God, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ to the people. Ye are the salt of the earth. It needs to be in you completely, not just on top of you, not just in outward appearance, but it needs to be completely in you and it needs to be presented to other people. It, is, it has a purpose. Sometimes to tenderize, sometimes to preserve, sometimes it just takes care, like I said, of the bad food. Um, I had pork at a meal. I only remember this particular illustration. I had pork at a meal. It was awful dry. I poured salt. I poured a little more. And I said, okay, let's try to eat it. A little more salt. Um, I think I consumed the couple months supply of salt on that pork. But you know what? It made the food better. And that's okay. Sometimes people need a little more salt. Sometimes Christians, we need a little bit more and we need to give a little bit more to other people. Sometimes it takes a lot more to to get past us. There is also a a promise um, in the salt. The promise is that it will help us. The promise is that it will protect us. The promise is that it will preserve us until the day um, that we get raptured out. There is a promise, there is a hope in that salt. You know, as Christians, we need to be salty. We don't need to be the the ones that like, oh, you know what, I need to add a little. Today, I'm going to church. You guys got your ties on? No, it needs to be in your life. It needs to be in your family. You need to be authentic. And it needs to be real all the way through your blood. Everywhere you go, Salt is there. There's salt in this wood. There's salt in the dirt. There's salt in the trees. There's salt in the water. There's salt everywhere. There's salt in your own life. Physical salt. Just like the salt is everywhere there, it needs to be everywhere in our life. If you go to the ocean, if you go to the lake, if you go to some plants, if you go anywhere, you're going to find salt. Salt is, is readily available. So why as Christians do we not always make it readily available? And why is it not readily in our lives? Ye are the salt of the earth. This is a statement that Jesus Christ is declaring to his disciples. Jesus, is, Jesus Christ is declaring to those people who are on the mountaintop. This is a statement that he was giving to us. You know what, Christian? You're salt. And I don't want you to act like non-salt. I don't, like, I don't want you to act like there's dirt. It's just plain dirt. How many of you ever uh, put salt in I've never done this, so it would be weird if you did, but if you did, great. You'll fit my illustration. How many of you ever poured salt somewhere and then poured a bunch of dirt on it and mix it all together? That would be a nice waste of salt. You know, it would take a lot of work to get that salt back out. It would take a lot of purifying to get that salt out. You shouldn't fill your life. I shouldn't fill my life. No one should fill their life with dirt. Try to mix it with the salt. I'm not going to eat my eggs with dirt. Uh, we had... Sorry. I'm going to explain this. We had carrots uh, the other day. Uh, 
I tell Tamara I'm not going to say certain things, but I'm going to. We had carrots the other day, and there was a nice little glob of uh, dirt in it, and it wasn't tasty. I spit out that piece because it's gritty, and Titus, uh, on the shoreline of wherever we were at, he picked up dirt, and he was trying to put it in his mouth, and I had already eaten the carrot with the dirt, and I knew, I knew better. Thankfully, Tamara was there. She saved him. I was just going to be like, okay, enjoy. Um, I wanted to see what he was going to do. <laughs> I mean, um, I want to see certain things. He needs to grow. He needs to understand. He needs to learn what's not good. Um, but he was, and I didn't even move when I saw it. But that's okay. He didn't eat it. But he was about to eat it. And that I don't think he would have appreciated if he would have put that dirt in his mouth. There was salt in there. I know it's, it's probably a freshwater lake, pretty sure, but there's salt in the lake. There's salt everywhere. The earth is full of salt. I don't think that's the best way to get salt. And I don't think that's the best way to give him salt. I think that if Christ wants us to be salt... We ought not mix it with everything else, um, with, with, with dirt. Uh, no one wants to bite the carrot that has dirt. No one, wants to, no one wants to eat the eggs that have dirt in them. Trash, filth, you fill in the blank. Dirt doesn't taste good. Dirt doesn't feel good. It's dirt. Christ has an example for us. Christ has an illustration for us, and he wants us to understand. You don't need to be dirt. You don't need to be filled with your flesh. You don't need to be filled with sin. You can be filled with me. I want you to be salt in the earth. It would be a terrible thing to be unsavory as a Christian. It would be a terrible thing to live your life completely for yourself and completely miss what Christ did for you. The challenge is that we ought to stay savory. We ought to be salt in the earth filled with dirt. God can cleanse anybody. God can purify anybody. If God wants us to be something, then God wants us to be it. He doesn't want us to fool around with the rest of dirt. He doesn't want us to have grit stuck in us. He doesn't want to have the grime and the filth inside of us. He wants us to be savory. Something worth eating. Every day we live our lives for something somewhere at some time. It is it's our responsibility. We can't take it lightly. If the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Imagine the salt on a shelf, just you pouring it in your food, and it tasting like dirt. And it was pure salt in the can. You didn't put any dirt in it this time. Imagine if you poured it out and that's what happened. Salt doesn't do that. Salt doesn't have that problem. And so Christ says, you are salt. That means 
I shouldn't turn into dirt and salt. Because I shouldn't be unsavory. I should always be savory. That is my responsibility as a Christian. That's my responsibility to share the gospel with another person. Because I'm salt. They're not. They need to be. And I want to let God work in their lives so that they can be it too. Don't stop being useful. If I put that salt on the table for you, and I had you over to my house, a long drive or flight, but if I had you over and I had salt on my table that was unsalty, unsavory, we'll just say that, unflavorful, it was just full of rock. The salt, the flavor was gone, it's just the clear crystals. And I said, you can have this if you want it, um, or I can get you the real stuff that is brand new, I just bought it, and uh, it didn't lose its flavor. By the way, again, salt doesn't lose its flavor. But if it did, if a Christian offered that to you, me, would, uh, would you take it? I live my life, I live my life how I want, and then I offer somebody something unsavory because of the way I live my life. That is not Christian. If I tried to offer you those rock crystals that didn't have any savor at all, I would be pretty messed up. If I said, you know what? You can have those, I'll have the good stuff, and we'll call it, we'll call it, a, we'll call it a, a day. Because I'm a Christian, okay, so back to the spiritual, from the physical. I'm a Christian, you're not, but I'm going to offer you a counterfeit of who I am. That doesn't make any sense. Salt has to be savory, otherwise it's good for nothing. It's, 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 it's better to just step on it. If you came over to my house, I offered you that, and you said, no thanks, or you took it, found out that it was unsavory, it's going to go in the trash can, it's going to be spit in your napkin, somewhere it's got to get out of your mouth. And if you gulp it down, you are really ridiculously courteous. I, wouldn't, I would not expect you to do that. We should not offer to other people something fake. We should not try to give them a false impression that they're okay. Their works are okay, good enough. Well, you believe in Jesus and you believe that you have to be good. That's unsavory. You know what God looks at? No, that's not Christian. That's not real salt. That's just rocks. I don't want anybody to eat sand. I don't want anybody to eat the, the silica crystal type stuff. I don't want anybody to eat that. I want them to eat the real stuff. I want them to like it. Salt needs to be savory. Otherwise, it's good for nothing. It should be cast down and trodden underfoot of men. That, that, is, that, is, that is horrible. Don't be unsavory. Be salty. So, salt is good if the salt has not lost its savor. In the physical realm, salt doesn't lose its savor. 
the spiritual realm, you can lose your savor because you didn't let the salt enter your life or you mixed it with dirt. Another thing, you need to give it limitlessly, time after time, over and over and over again. Salt is not just for me. It's for my neighbors. It's for my... I I work at a church. It's for co-workers of people that are not Christian. The, The lost in the world need salt. Otherwise, they're tasting bad food. And they don't even know it. We've given Titus peas. Titus is the perfect illustration for almost everything in my teen class. So just work with it. We've given Titus peas. And he was okay for the first couple bites. Then after that, not so great. I don't like peas. I wanted to know if he liked them. Tried it, didn't like them. Sometimes you try to mask the peas in there. Okay. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. He doesn't seem to do so well with peas or green beans. Tamara and I love green beans. That's okay. Time after time in our life, um, we have to give to people things that they may not like, like the salt. It's weird. Not everybody's going to accept it. Just because it's savory doesn't mean everybody wants it. Tamara likes um, chicken liver. I don't. It's got salt on it. That makes it bearable, but I don't really like it. Sometimes you have to offer to people the salt, the real stuff, over and over again because they don't realize how bad they actually have it. They don't realize the chicken liver is not worth it. They don't realize that the the life that they're living is just not right. Uh, I I mentioned the fine grain and the coarse grain. Don't try to feed people coarse grain. You have to do it slowly. You can't force feed them all the salt you can possibly give them. You can't force feed them all the gospel you can possibly give them. You have to let them take it in. It has to be something that they are willing to accept. I don't like my, my, my eggs with, with that coarse grain. But if you, put, if you put the fine grain, perfect. Everybody has a different way in which they're going to accept it. Many will reject it still, though. We have to give limitlessly, regardless if someone doesn't like it. Regardless if someone rejects the savory gospel of Jesus Christ, we have to keep giving it. Don't stop. And then you know what? The final thing, you have to pray. Christ, through the Holy Spirit, wants to fill us each day. Let's put the salt in that picture. I use salt every day. I need more salt at the end of a couple months. You know, we need salt every day. We need, in order for our physical bodies to live, we need salt. But for, for, uh, for our spiritual lives, personal Christian spiritual lives, we need Jesus Christ. We need the Holy Spirit every day. We need to refill the salt Because sometimes we get unsavory. Sometimes we just get on our own little bit of flesh. Sometimes, a lot of times for me, we get carried away with our own selves. You know what? We need to get that salt back in our lives. That that is 
That's, that's another principle that Christ wanted us to know when he said that we were to be filled with the Spirit. Ye are the salt of the earth. You are salt. You are supposed to be savory. If you lose your savor, get back with it. If you, if you live this life for yourself, you are very unsavory. You wonder why people may not accept Christ as their Savior because of it. Because there's nothing worth tasting. Let's be Christians that are salty. I'm not talking about putting the bumper sticker up. I'm talking about genuine salt lives. Genuinely saying, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to get God's word in me. I'm going to ask for the Spirit to come and fill me. So that I can go out into the highways and byways. So that I can reach the people that I encounter. That's your responsibility and mine. That's the pastor's responsibility. We are to be savory. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you once again for this evening. Lord, we are incredibly blessed and privileged to be here in this uh, air-conditioned environment. Lord, we have our homes, we have our church, we have our families, we have our lives, we have, um, many of us have our jobs, we have uh, parents, some of us, and we have children, some of us. Lord, we have so many things that we can be thankful for. Lord, this evening, we are reminded of what you said to your disciples and to us. That we are salt. Lord, I pray that uh, as we go home tonight, we would be reminded of this again and again and again. And that if there are areas in our life that we have allowed to become tainted, we've allowed to become unsavory, Lord, that we would just get that salt back in us. Lord, we would, we would do our very best in your power to reach this lost world. Lord, I thank you for all that you've done. And I thank you for allowing me to be here for the, for, the, for the safety in our travel. Lord, there are so many people that need you. Help us not to neglect them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's word. If you have any questions about Mile Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.